Hi everyone, and thanks for tuning in for the first Zebra podcast. I'm Pauline, lead singer of the band Zebra, and host this evening. Very honored to be joined by four wonderful ladies, musicians, and friends. Anastasia Ball, London-based singer-songwriter. She just released a new single called Her, uh, out on the 2nd of April. Anastasia makes very unique tune that I would describe as being melancholic, a little solely and alternative. Yeah. Dan Vukas, brilliant jazz vocalist, singer-songwriter, graduated from ICMP, also based in London. She released a wonderful EP back in 2019 and she's working on new tunes, I think. Then <laughs> Fevermine, aka Iona, right? Lead singer of the melancholic trip-hop alternative rock band Fevermind. Very active on releases at the moment. Uh, she's about to drop a new single on the 23rd of April with Fevermind. Then Nina Ento, a Polish-born singer-songwriter currently studying at the prestigious BIM London. Nina, aka Tosia, aka Antonina has already released lots of nice tunes, some of which are pretty political. We might talk about it tonight. In fact, tonight is a little special. I took the initiative to organize this event as a way to celebrate the release of our next single with Zebra. It's called Hemama, and it will be out on the 16th of April. Usually, we would have thrown a gig sharing the stage with other bands throughout the night, but it's pandemic. So instead of sharing dance moves, drinks and sweats, we'll share thoughts on a few different topics regarding the music industry, being a, mu being a woman and the pandemic. The podcast will be divided in four conversations, topics. I will set up a 10 minutes timer for each topic uh, and we will listen to the girls' music in between each topic conversations though not any music. A few months back, I've asked the girls if they'd be interested in composing, um, um, in, com in composing on top of a sample from the drums of Hey Mama, the single who's about to, uh, who's about to get um, out, who's about to be released. Um, and they said yes. So what you'll hear tonight is basically a featuring between Chris, a zebra drummer, uh, our drummer and the girls. Uh, I hope you are ready because we starting the first topic. So the first topic is being in your 20s in the middle of pandemic. So I've read many articles throughout 2020 um, that explained that um, this year is a wasted year for many young adults. Uh, so I just wanted to talk about it. And I first want to ask you girls, how are you? Like, how are you really? Oh, shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was, yeah, how are we really? Um, to be honest, um, I mean, I have my ups and downs. I don't know about you girls, but like I have my ups and downs moments of despair kind of when you go like oh everything like I have no idea what's going to happen next and it stresses me out so much because like obviously the pandemic has taken away so many things from you like you have we haven't been able to rehearse with our band members or anything for like a year there hasn't been any gigs or anything so sometimes I feel quite you know empty and 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 hopeless but then again it has given me opportunities to like you know, work on myself and work on my music. I don't know, how do you girls feel? Mm, I think this year was like, can, can be taken as being spiritual, kind of like, you know, a, like a, an individual growth. But to be hard, like, I, I'm, I always wonder, like, was it like, sometimes, you know, like I was 24 when, 23 when the pandemic started and now I'm 25 and I'm like, you know yeah like Where did... i'm getting old and nothing is happening yeah <laughs> for me actually it was one of the happiest periods of my life so yeah it's very interesting because uh, i finally had time like to really work on myself yeah uh, and i think that made me feel very 
happy, <laughs> like discovering who I who I am, like yeah, uh, and knowing myself better. And also, I I had time to create, so I felt like okay, yeah, I'm not. I, I didn't even post much stuff on social media. I was just like, I just want to lock the door, stay in my room, and create. <laughs> this is the time, you know. I, mean, I like, love that. Let me stay here. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, I don't know come out from the cave one day but yeah, yeah. <laughs> one day one day, <laughs> one day. so far i'm enjoying it yeah actually i talk with people who say that they are scared of the post pandemic because they're not like they are happy yeah oh my god that's me <laughs> <laughs> literally like i don't know for me personally that year was i don't know it was so I wouldn't say it made me happier, but it definitely made me more peaceful and kind of like whatever. We don't really know what's going to happen today and we never really knew. And what if some weird stuff just happens one day and the world will never going to be the same after that and like just adapt and move on. Nothing is forever. Mm. And it was also nice not to work in retail. <laughs> Maybe that just made me way more peaceful. Oh, Matt. Wait, were you furloughed? Yeah, but then we nice. all got kicked out, so uh, <laughs> now okay. unemployed team. Uh. <laughs> oh, but yeah. yeah, still, kind of, that gives me hope because maybe if they wouldn't have kicked me out, I would still be working for them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It's it kind of, yeah. It would be like more opportunity because so many people left. Yeah, true. <laughs> sneaky face you're like mm. <laughs> I love how I'm like it's sad that so many people left nobody's there you're like oh are the jobs for me yeah <laughs> hopefully yeah am I saying what it's I think it's been it's the first time since 10 years that the London population is actually getting down yeah mm. yeah and dropping down yeah. and, and Brexit as well so, yeah <sighs> Yeah, I'm wondering. That's another podcast, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's another. That we need like more time. <laughs> We're already gonna go into deep topics. Let's not. Let's not. I mean, uh, talking about no. topics. Um, have you like with this pandemic thing like that has been going for one year? Have Have you experienced changes in your relationship with others? Yes, I I personally have. Uh, sort of found myself reevaluating a lot of my relationships um friendships that i had out of um convenience and prox physical proximity um kind of um either fell by the wayside or became really intense and really close so those who i was kind of becoming less close with i sort of don't see anymore well I don't see anyone anymore but you know what I mean and those who I have made an effort to um maintain a, a like a relationship with and a friendship with has usually been mutual and we've become even more close um I also think that um I don't know if any of you guys live with a partner and have lived with any, a partner through the pandemic but um my boyfriend moved in last September so it was only like yeah, like five, six months he'd been here before we went, we went from being like living separately and he lived all the way out in like Sydenham. So it was completely on the other side of London to being so like, far. yeah, very far. So yeah. So it was like a, uh, like a bi-monthly visit rather than like every day. And, you know, we live in London, so the flat's not big, <laughs> you know, it's a two bedroom flat and oh, yeah. we went from that to being on top of each other. So there was every, every chance that it could have um, it could have been really stressful, but it's been so helpful to to like have that knowledge that okay, a global pandemic can hit and we can still be here and like still have our silly little fun and like dance around the flat and be stupid and like literally have to make your own fun because there's nothing outside that you can do. So I personally, the most comforting thing that I got from that was in my relationship with Kit, who I actually wrote. The track with we'll, we'll probably chat about later but I think the thing for me is um realizing who is more important than I thought and like vice versa I guess so that was a pretty pretty big deal for me you know yeah I that's think really I nice 
completely like pandemic forced us to to be locked at home and i was so lucky i was locked <coughs> with favorite people around and first i was with my family for a few months and that was nice because we could fix some stuff and just enjoy the time and we, it's not very common for us because i moved out like four years ago Mm -hmm. uh, and then, yeah, then with, with my friends here in London, it was amazing. And it is still amazing. I really enjoy it. And then I also managed <laughs> to like, find a boyfriend in pandemic, which is oh. kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> I love how you oh. find a boyfriend. Like you've been, you've been searching throughout the pandemic. Like, where is he? Yeah, where is he? Where did you find him? <laughs> it's also a funny story because he used to be uh, my best friend. He's still, but... Wait, who is it? He lives in, uh, in the States, he lives in California and oh, he came cool. to visit me and yeah, he thought like, I will do a quarantine in the UK instead of Poland on the way because he also, he's Polish hmm. and he stayed two weeks here and then yeah. He because and, then, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. And then yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting. <laughs> because how do you date in pandemic? Oh, all the time, like, when, when I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> um, and other than like relationships, how how did you manage to like keep yourself together? Like I didn't. <laughs> Does it look like we're kept together? <laughs> That's it. No, honestly, I think like friendships in general has helped me a lot and like the people you live with like like all of you said as well but like being like really close with your flatmates and like talking about things like that has helped me a lot and just like doing fun things together like you and kit like dancing around the house you just like make up your own fun like we've had themed nights we decide yeah. we decide a dinner for every night of the week yeah. and we're like oh like so we have something to look forward to because food yeah. is awesome and yeah. so we like plan everything out Indeed. and you know i like make something special every now and then and like you know like hype up a movie night and have like watch all of the lord of the rings movies or like all the harry potter ones just like just like make it an effort to like do something together even if you can't leave the house i think that's mm -hmm. like that has helped me a lot and in the end it's like the little things that, that yeah yeah like yeah and just like sorry like the, like the the movie Soul, Disney. Have you watched them? Oh, I yeah. love it. Which one? Oh, yeah. First of January this year. Oh. I thought you said Saw the first time, Pauline. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Saw. <I'm> like, <laughs> Let me say. <laughs> I was like, so romantic. You guys are weird. <laughs> the movie. The movie. I did see it. That's glorious. Uh, but it's about a series about that, I feel. You know, like that little things. Uh, yeah. The little things that makes life happy. Yeah. And also being creative in general. Yeah. Has helped yeah, me a lot. Helped. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just like drawing a lot. I bought a tattoo gun, you know, did stick and poke tattoos and just like drawing a lot, making a lot of music, you know, just like the things that lets your brain kind of just like be floaty and creative i think that really helps yeah. a lot yeah it's the like least harmful form of escapism exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> pretty bad <laughs> exactly yeah. my last question about that topic would be like you know with this whole oh it's the time uh, but that's that's king from just for that um you know like with this all black, there's been Black Lives Matter, the pandemic is like a result of uh, an ecological and economical crisis. Um, I mean, it's all like a, a crisis in general, like social and everything. And do you feel like as the next generation, uh, do you feel a responsibility to change the world uh, since, especially since 2020? I feel like every generation has a responsibility to make it better for future generations. I think, I think we're probably the most sensitive generation. Um, but I also think that's a good thing. I think, I think the whole snowflake 
political correctness gone mad thing is just an excuse for people to be bigots to be honest i think it's a way of shaming people out of trying to take a stand and like be really earnest and vulnerable and believing in something that's actually really important um and i think i think it's it's always been every like i said every generation's responsibility to try and make stuff easier and better for their grandkids great grandkids but i think i think this year has forced us all to be more introspective than we ever have been i also think that you know us having globally more time on our hands has been more time uh on social media and looking at things and the whole doom scrolling thing where you just get sucked into a rabbit hole of news and politics and arguments and some of them are pointless but i think some are things that need to be said and i think that the outrage that has been felt um over events like george floyd's death and things like that is absolutely overdue and yeah i agree i i truly don't believe unfortunately that that incident would have gained as much attention as it did had we not all been in a pandemic and had so much time to look at our phones and i think that's yeah. wrong but it ha that kind of stuff is not an isolated incident and i think not enough people are aware of that or or they are aware of that and they just kind of go oh no doesn't doesn't yeah. affect me it doesn't matter you know so i think that having changed is definitely a good thing um i think it's not just for future generations but at this point it is for us because like how about we actually stop killing people now on this planet and also i feel like with the climate climate change and how extreme it is at the moment like we might not make it through not even mentioning grandkids like it's for us now to just kind of survive <laughs> yeah I know, sorry i know that a lot of people and like especially a lot of my young female friends like when we talk about like kids and stuff for example it's like i mean a lot some of us are like yeah i would love to have kids but i don't feel like i can do that to somebody like can i bring somebody into a world where oh i don't God, know where it's heading like we don't yeah. know where it's heading i don't know what i have to offer you like the climate the climate change is real the the racism all over the world is real you know like there's so much hate and things that need to like be resolved and like you said like it's long overdue like it's not isolated events it's happening yeah. everywhere and it's like we need we absolutely need change and honestly like we needed change for such a long time and yeah. i think it's important that we all take us like take a part in that and do something you know and so yeah definitely feel responsible for next generations but also for the people that are you know here and trying to like live their life um and you know yeah oh fuck but yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> no you're right it's just like there's so many things that need yeah. to be changed like and like even looking at like the pandemic now like there can be a next pandemic like if we look at like animal agriculture and like all of these things and like maybe like okay okay i'm gonna i'm gonna stop myself but there are so many things mm -hmm. that we can do and that we should do yeah, I just wanted to say that as musicians, I think we have this ability to change people, uh, people, other people's heart. Yeah, you know, because you you can touch their heart. So we should be really careful what we are thinking about, yeah. and because we can actually make a big change. Yeah. But yeah, how, I, during the pandemic, I realized that probably this change, like we can make through not when we fight. But when we are honest and we say the truth, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes gentle way might be easier to, to convey. Uh, but actually, like, we had this opportunity to, to spend time and get, like, dig inside uh, ourselves. Mm -hmm. And now we understand who we are. And now we understand what's wrong. So maybe let's tr let's create and let's start releasing things that can actually motivate people to change their behaviors. Yeah. yeah. On this, I think that's really nice. Um, we're gonna uh, we're gonna close that beautiful topic and listen to the first song.
So Anastasia, you are first. Oh no. Is working. Very emotional. Wait, I don't come back. I like it. Can you hear me? <laughs> Sorry, I'm having yeah. technical difficulties. Uh, yeah, when my phone is dying. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Yeah, I love it. I don't remember how it happened. It was so long ago now, actually. I don't, I literally, it was just like me talking to my keyboard guy being like, oh yeah, we need to like jam over this thing. And he was like, okay, yeah, let's do something. And I did something and here it is. It's listenable. Definitely, yes. It's more than that. No. So don't forget, Anastas released a, uh, a song called Her on the 2nd of April. Yes. Anyway, let's start with topic two, right? Hmm? The topic two being a musician in the middle of pandemic. So with streaming down and the collapse of live show, it's been a difficult year for artists, mm -hmm. especially when you're emerging artists. So first question I must ask is, how's your music going? Just <laughs> <laughs> everybody's like, hmm, shall I lie or should I tell the truth? No, no. Honestly, I, <laughs> it, I, I think I think I think it depends on what you're asking because I think like well, there's different aspects to it. So like my music in itself is like I'm happy with what I'm doing at the moment. I am creating music. Sometimes I find it hard. To find inspiration but like i've been writing a lot of music i've been producing more of my own stuff i'm doing a few collaborations with uh, a few different people i was in sweden for the first lockdown and i recorded and wrote an, a whole album in swedish that's just nice. now being mixed and mastered but like so that part like the creative part you know like even though like i said before i've had my downs like don't get me wrong i was in bed for like a month like fuck life <laughs> um but you know, like, <laughs> you know, couldn't create at all. But like, and like missing gigs, because I don't know about you guys, but for me, like gig, like live gig is like therapy to me, where I get to like fully go into a song and relive those feelings, but kind of in a safe space where I can choose how to like creatively express them. And not yep. being able to do that has really, you know, been hard. But yeah, anyway, so like the creative side of the music, I think that's going well, but it's, if you're, asking like how is it going like spreading your music like that's different i think because that's been really hard because like and like because you don't go to gigs you don't see other bands you don't have that inspiration you don't have that networking you don't have that possibility yeah. to like you know like just that whole experience and i think so in that sense it's not it's not that great is it and like also like not being able to rehearse like i haven't written music with my band we've tried like, but it's not really working out. Um, so like, it's been hard in that sense, but it has just like, like seeing it from a positive side, it, I forced myself into like out of my comfort zone and started doing everything more myself instead, which has been, you know, good as well, but it's different. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. Like, um, back in the days, uh, you know, you would go to, like you would do a gig and you would gain followers and you would like, yeah. like more public and you know it would be like the way to actually uh, like rise as a musician 
Yeah, and, 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 and like meet people and collaborate with, for example. And so what, so you, you like, you do create, like, you are creative and that's how, like, you can still make music, but how about you girls, like, how do you still, like, make music without uh, the music world being, like, open? Okay, so for me, uh, I was really sad about, like, having my gig cancelled because of COVID. I was supposed to play one gig in Peckham Audio and I was so excited about that. Uh, venue and yeah in, I think in one city in Poland as well like it's something and everything was cancelled obviously so this was the sad part uh, or or you know like something reopened in London and uh, and I got a call like oh you know what you want to play in Peckham Audio but maybe you can play in two days <laughs> I'm like uh. whoa <laughs> that's crazy but what can I do yeah let's do that you know let's see because that might be the last opportunity so yeah. this was a bit crazy, but also uh, I think I understood who I want to be as an artist and what is my style. And I don't really have any songs in this style released. So now I'm working on the material that I feel is the most honest from everything I've ever done. So I think this is good. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, what about you, girl? I, I, I've been much the same, to be honest. I have found it pretty hard to be motivated because, um, I don't know, I mean, you get most of your motivation from the outside world, from like living life and as cheesy as that sounds, just doing normal things, seeing other people and being trapped inside. There's, there's nothing that can trigger it because it's nothing new, you know, that's what I guess inspiration is, is something that you've never experienced before or something that you've never seen in a certain light before. But when you're just looking at the same four walls, it's like, what, what do I even, what do I even write about? Um, so I've turned to transcriptions. Um, so in lieu of uh, being able to write with my band and my traditional writing partners, um, I have taken various um jazz solos whether it's like a flautist or a trumpet player or a sax player or a trombonist or whatever um artists that i really respect in the jazz world and i've listened to their solos learned them and written them down because while i'm not actually doing as much creating as i would like to i still want to keep my chops up and i still want to feel like i'm doing something musical with my day every so often even if it's not every day um so that's been a big thing and um there's a there's a like hashtag on instagram that's transcription tuesdays and that's been really really um really inspiring the facebook group jam of the week i don't know if you guys ever know that there's a lot of really good jazz musicians on there so i've been getting a lot of inspiration for that kind of stuff so definitely less writing um mainly because i really feel like I need to do that in person. I just don't, it's, I've, I've had one successful writing session over Zoom and I was really impressed um, with how well, made more, more, more so surprised with how well it went over Zoom. But remote writing just isn't for me because you just can't, you can't get that satisfying collective energy thing that, that just kind of works. You can't really put into words and it just doesn't, it's not really there over Zoom. So yeah, so in lieu of that, un until I can get back to rehearsal studios and stuff, I've been transcribing stuff, which has definitely um, reignited my inner like harmony nerd, which is <laughs> definitely not cool at all. But it's like it's keeping me no, thinking. It's super cool. I really like it. Yeah, it's cool. I was saying, I was saying that uh, Denver has a few Instagram TV videos where she's transcribing, and it's pretty cool. I'm gonna check it out. It's not. It's not chill listening. It's very cerebral. So you need to, you need to be in a certain mood to listen to it. I'll just give you that disclaimer. Fair enough. <laughs> what do you think about live? You know, like live gigs as like in videos, like through socials. Oh. I, I fucking hate them. Yeah. Yeah. Played it once and it was quite a disaster. Also, maybe because I'm a little bit of a boomer when it comes to like 
I don't know, me being on a live stream anything, anywhere, like even Zoom for me is just some other world. I'm like, oh, what is this? What is this? Oh my God. <laughs> so it was quite awful. So now I'm in denial that it ever happened. <laughs> so I, I wasn't me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't me. I, I, I don't know. I think, I think it's just weird as well because like a lot of the time, like, well, because you want the sound to be good, right? But if, so if you don't have like, if it's not like well recorded or if like you don't have like the right speakers or like you want the music loud and you want to be dancing and if you don't have that possibility at home, it's just not the same, is it? I think yeah, and also you have no influence over what other people can hear. So like if you're at a gig and like the sound person does a shoddy job, you can you can put it down to one person or one technical issue. Whereas you can have all the technology in the world for your own live stream. Whereas if someone's yeah. listening to it just out of their phone or on some yeah. crappy speakers or some earphones, then it's going to sound like your shit, even if you've done a really good job. So it's like, you can't control half as much, you know, over a live stream. Yeah. Yes. Even like recording in the house. It's so funny. You try to do that. And then I don't know, someone's ring their doorbell or yeah. I don't know, someone's yeah. like reading, or your neighbor starts knocking the door. Like, it's like, Oh, I need to do it 15th time in a row. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that we are coming to the end of this topic it's been a little bit more than 10 minutes um and so we're gonna listen to the second song so then
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really nice. Thank you. Yeah, so nice. Thank you very much. You wrote that with Kit's voice. I did. Yeah, he. So we started with the with the drum beat. Um, I believe we slowed it down a little bit and took one took one section of it and just looped that. Um, I think we started off with him playing a guitar riff, and then I did the vocals. Then he added in um, bass, and I did uh, some BBs for that as well. Um, but yeah, it's the only project I've completed in the last year, so <laughs> pretty good going. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well done. Thank so, you guys. let's start with topic three. Uh, being a... No so, you guys are from, like, we're all from different countries. Uh, Yona, you're from uh, Sweden. Uh, Denver, you're from Ireland. Um, Toshia, you are from Poland. And Anastasia, you're from Lithuania, right? Am I saying that right? Yeah. 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 I'm from France. So my first question is like, is being a woman in your country different from being a woman in London? Oh my God. Oh my God. That <laughs> hit me right in my feelings. <laughs> oh my God. I don't even know where to start. It really is different though. I feel like there is this specific life path and a standard for a woman in Eastern Europe in general, like that I personally cannot relate to and I don't understand. So yeah, I feel like moving out of there is the best thing that had ever happened to me ever in my life. And now when I imagine going back, I'm like, no, thank you. Oof, it is just like way more pressure especially especially when it comes to appearance like oh body shaming is incredible it's just something else in my country like you literally every time i go there i'm scared that my relatives are gonna like point out to me that i gained or lost weight or whatever and it's a normal thing there like i can't put up with this so i'm like no i don't want to go there i don't want to do this to myself so yeah that's my experience yeah. so maybe I can, I can i can say something next because i'm from poland so it's quite quite close right to the 20th. i knew you could relate yeah i can kind of relate uh yeah it's completely different to be a woman in London and to be woman in Warsaw. I'm from the capital city, so I had probably I was like I was raised in a very open-minded environment, and that was nice. But the country itself is not treating women very well, as you mm. as you could see, like mm. well, like all the strikes happening because abortion is not even now it's, it's all completely almost completely illegal. We only got that in Ireland fairly recently, and that's pretty close to the UK, so that's horrifying. <laughs> and yeah. actually, I think it's like really not fair that like they are not trusting women there. That we can actually we we have good intentions, but we know what's the best, you know, and we will do everything like that 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 can be good for, yeah. for us. Like just a little bit more trust for, from the <laughs> government would be nice. <laughs> I mean, and here in London, you know, I can feel I'm free. I can do whatever I want. And uh, even the way I uh, like what I put on myself with clothes, I just can, I don't know, become a flower in a tube and no one will care about that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, what what that. you in Poland, like, um, like, is the woman kind of like the standard from the, like, the, it's like the 60s European, like, Western European women where like the woman has to stay at home uh, and the man has to work or is it not like that? No, I think like it's hard for me to say how it is in Poland in general because I grew up in the capital and in my house it wasn't like that. My house was was completely like liberal when it comes to that. But I know there are houses where, where, where like but it's probably everywhere in Europe, right? Where people yeah. want to traditional but I think Poland itself is very traditional because it's a very religious country as well mm -hmm. uh, 
so so I think there is a lot connected with with that, and this religion is quite often interpreted in a very bad way, yeah, very controlling way, yeah, and, and that's why also I think all those abortion strikes like need, needed to happen. So maybe I don't know. So maybe some people in Poland can see bigger context, and maybe just I just feel like some people there are just so stuck in the traditions in the history they don't know what is going on around and they they are scared of it but they are also forcing other people to to stop their lives in a way like you need to adapt to what we want you know in the country and this is what i really don't like about it and when i think about me moving back to poland i feel like i don't want i don't want it at the moment because i here i can have a full freedom uh and maybe one day when poland will change I would be happy to leave there because it's a very interesting place to live as well, especially Warsaw. But but now I, I cannot imagine it for myself. Yeah. What about what about in Sweden? I mean, like I mean, in Sweden, well, it's like everywhere, really. Like maybe it's not as like much on the surface as you see in other countries with like abortion laws etc etc but it's definitely like unfortunately rooted in the system like that being a woman like being a woman um can be quite painful and and quite you know like you're not entitled to your own like to be completely yourself and to be like you know free from other people's opinion on who you should be and who you are and and you know like you know people because you have a woman's body they think that they're allowed to touch it or comment on on it or whatever you know what i mean like that's so rooted into the system of the whole world like world unfortunately i think and it's something that surfaces in every country and i think it's it's interesting as well tosha like what you said that like oh but in london i feel more free and mm. i feel like free and i can be myself but then again like is it freedom if it can, if it feels like it's been taken away from you you're still the same you remain the same you just move your body to another place in the world and then all of a sudden that integrity that you feel about yourself people try and take that away from you and it freedom should be you should have that wherever you go you should be you know be able to have that you shouldn't have to leave somewhere because you feel like you can't be yourself and obviously yeah, like yeah, for some it's maybe more about legal le like legal stuff you know or like i don't know like you grow up in poland it's like not only abortion but i think like also like sex education all, all this stuff yeah. like not really good at it yeah uh, no that, that's I'm, I'm saying that it's sad that you don't feel that when you that you don't want to be there because of that. I think that's sad. And I think that's sad that you find freedom when you leave, that it shouldn't yeah. have to be like that. Yeah, yeah, like, it's also like judging, like, actually, like, I feel quite, like, with my family, it's amazing. But I, I feel like a country in general, it just, I can be free, but there are too many things that piss me off around. And I just don't want to accumulate this anger. You know, yeah. I prefer to stay here when I don't see the things. Yeah, and I feel free, mm -hmm. and yeah, it, it's just easier. Yeah, no, no, I I understand that. Like that was that. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think. Sorry, what were you saying, Pauline? I was going to say though. I think that uh, the past ten years, there's been some improvement though. Like because people are like are speaking up and like the like for example, uh, you know, the Sarah Evergard. Uh, situation um, now that like, people are listening like yeah sort of it's tragic it's terrible but I feel like yeah. the past 10 years um, people started listening to women well they're still only listening to a certain type of woman though they're still only the, listening the white to women, women. Look like, they're still only listening to yeah. women that look like us yeah that's that, that that is a huge problem though like I I think with Sarah, like that's obviously horrible, and I'm so sad for her and her relatives, and like for, you know, like the unsafety we all feel, but also for like looking at like there's been a lot of cases where black women have been murdered, and it's just not given the same attention. Every day, black yeah. women, trans women, 
yeah exactly and basically every, every non-binary people as well every like, so person yeah exactly every person who doesn't fit the category of that goes missing and or is assaulted or is killed literally every day and we yeah. don't see it but but yeah. it's like you know that that awful thing of you know or we we all could have been her or that could have been any of us and it's like yeah and and certain face types may be easier for us to relate to because she looks like us but you know it's yeah you're right people are listening up and it's absolutely high time that people listened up but there are so many other different types of women and non-women who experience this and just go completely under the radar because of a system that favors like whiteness you know which and i know that's not the topic and i know that we're talking about specific women but i also do think you know like where there's no point in like having one of us be free unless we're all free i'm yeah phrasing that clumsily but you know what i mean it's like if, if it has if to include all women like it also if has we're, to if we've, all women. if we've experienced oppression then you know the job is not done until we can all like, like feel as free as the other one because i'm not going to feel good about being free if my other sister is being oppressed you know what i mean so yeah. i just think that's important to to mention as white women you know yeah, I, was yeah. Gonna, like, I was thinking about the same thing yeah i was i was gonna ask you if we were all equal as women so you answered that <laughs> we are not <laughs> no. we should be we're, 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 we're all equally worth but it's we're not being treated like it the yeah. system and we're not yeah and this yeah exactly the system yeah so it's like yeah yeah okay i don't know um, I, don't know yeah, um, like, I completely agree with what, what you yes, think yes me too um so i think we can close this topic that was really interesting um yeah but for me it's i feel like it's so hard to talk about it like i need to say like when i talk about the situation of uh, women in my country i feel like it's so sad because i i love i love the place where I come from, I also feel sad about what is going on. So now I feel quite emotional about all this. Yeah. Oh, it's I want to hug you. Oh, but you. it's 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 okay to have those feelings. Like we all experience like growing pains, and it sometimes it's hard to like talk about these things because you want to you want to do the right thing, and you're not sure if you're doing the right thing. But we have to remember yeah. that sometimes we're gonna do the wrong thing, and the yeah. only thing we can do about it is learn from it and move on. And of course, like with you saying like an opinion and an, a feeling that you have, as long as you're not out to like, like suppress anyone or like, you know, like uh, do something to like, you know, hurt somebody, as long as you're trying to learn and you're trying to just like talk about things and air things out and get them to the surface and get them talked about. I think, you know, that is something and it's something we all need to do and yeah. to be able to be able to move on and to learn from our mistakes definitely yeah. but yeah it, it does hurt and it will hurt and it will hurt for a bit you know but yeah it's, it's, it's not easy to talk about this stuff i hope yeah. it will change so i could feel the same in poland one day as i feel in london yeah yeah i hope so yeah. that's mm -hmm. the that's the that's the goal yeah I was going to say, but on this hope, I'm going to close the topic number three and uh, move on to the next song, which is Fever Mind.
on. Oh my god, that was incredible. That I would listen great. to it like all the time. I enjoyed that. Hello, my video is stuck. That was great. You Thank my... you. Oh, Thank you guys. That's so nice. Seriously, that was incredible. Yeah, I really enjoy that. Thank you. It was um, my friend Karen from Juno Death played the guitar for me because I did not have the confidence to do it myself. But I, I'll tell oh, you this. Really? Since, since then, I, start, I started recording more guitar on my other songs. So in my future songs I will be releasing, you'll hear me playing guitar as well. That's yes. very cool. Yeah. But yeah, thank you so much. And thank you, Pauline. Honestly, like it was such a fun project like to do. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm it was a good challenge. Yeah, it was like a bit. I, I had this idea waking up in the middle of the night. <laughs> like, I love those ones. That's how the best ideas happen. Yeah, I woke up at three in the morning. I was like, oh, I need to do this. And then I asked Hugo, <laughs> came to you. Yes, I'm glad. Um, so let's start with topic four. That yeah. last being a woman in the music industry so do you think it's harder to break through as a woman now in the music industry oh. than 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 what but maybe than men um, oh sorry i thought you meant then other like other times like other eras okay yeah in comparison to men i think and one thing I've heard recently, sorry. It's an open question. You can you can compare it to men, you can compare it to um, the era. Okay, so one thing that I've seen a lot from like festivals and stuff, because you know, like, like people have worked very hard for like women to be a larger like part of like the, like I think this, like there are a lot of female musicians and I would like, when we talk about women in music, I would prefer it if we talked about the women that are in the music industry instead of talking about the ones who aren't. But I'm going to say this anyways. Um, so I know that a lot of people have been working really hard to get more uh, females on, on stages or like festivals and stuff like that. Because like it's been very male dominated. It's been like a lot and like also like very like um, heteronormative, very, you know, male dominated, like on a lot of like like festivals all around the world and um, so like people have been working really hard to get more like more trans people more non-binary uh, more female uh, female women um on those stages you know like and people worked so hard and fought so hard for that to happen but now when we see after the pandemic when people start like booking for festivals and stuff again they there was some somebody who did um they took out all the names like from the male acts and there were like two people left on the fucking poster because they were like all the other acts were male and you see that happening across like all the festivals that are booking again they're only booking male like male and that's that's across all genres bands. as well that's exactly like, well i think i saw that poster and maybe it was like yeah. a metal festival or something yeah like but it's not it's not just in that genre it's the same in jazz yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw, um, oh, sorry, now you, now it's heated, but like I saw, um, uh, uh, Laura, uh, oh God, Laura, no, Loria, what's her name? God. Yeah, Loria, yeah. Yeah, she, you know, when she posted on Instagram talking about women in jazz, yeah. and people are like, oh, but there aren't any women in jazz, and she's like, excuse me, what the fuck? But like, like it's, all it's the same, it's the same people who use that logic of like, you know, if a company ever comes under fire for not being diverse enough and they're like, well, we just don't have any black people apply for this job. And it's like, yeah. And why is that? You what you just telling me that, that that type of person just isn't as qualified as the white man. Yeah. Like it's such a joke. But also like, as like it, is, it is. And like, if, if you're having to just like to just like stick holes in that, in that logic as well, like, you know, like if there are, if they're only the one type of person that applies, then obviously you need to change something about your company or something about your festival because you, you should be getting more applications from like, from more people and more people and different kinds of people and diverse people should be feeling welcome to apply for these festivals yeah. or these yeah. jobs. It's your, it, that is your responsibility 
when you're having like when you have a company or when you have a festival to yeah. get people to feel included and that they can be a part of that but yeah. at the moment it's just not no no i mean yeah. in this old pand- uh, not pandemic what am i saying uh this old pandemic, about pandemic on the brain <laughs> about uh, with bernie scott no for, for the i haven't heard about it what is it <sighs> they they organized this gig and it's what it's like um full of white men it was a big band it was like a 15 person big band and there was i think it was maybe one one person of color and one woman or not not even a woman or something like that anyway primarily white men i think and jazz scene is so important and this where do you think jazz came from who do you think came up with all that you think it was you think it was some white geezer from Hackney? Probably not. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like yeah, you know, but it's like oh, you know, we like this this is just this is just the majority of of people who who like play these gigs and stuff. And it's like yeah. <sighs> it's not an accurate representation of the people who actually are in this scene, you know. Yeah. No, and it's it's so it's, it's so we definitely need to change the system, but how, like, how can we change the system to make it more women represent, like to have more women represented? Because they are there. So how, how, yeah. How do you change it's that? It's very hard, the, the, how to change the system. So, because I sometimes think like, I don't want, like, I just want to be chosen because I'm good. Yeah, you know? not yeah. to take a bow. How to, how yeah. to make it like, why it's not working like that? This is my question. Yeah. They are choosing just good people because they are good and it doesn't matter yeah. who you are. You know, yeah. they're choosing you because you play good music. So yeah. why? Why it's like how we can change it so it will be this way? I think I think uh, there are a lot that has to be done, but I think like what we can actually do actively is to support each other and and to also like realize because i i feel like this has been like like always like pushed into my brain from the outer world that i'm competing with other women other women on my competition and we're competing and there's only one spot i feel like like because that's what we're like made to believe also from seeing like oh there's one woman on on this on on you know on this whole lineup of like a lot of men and that makes you think that makes you like like I hate those like like that feeling when you feel like oh like like we should all be supporting each other we should be sisters in this and we should lift each other up but at the same time we're like taught to compete with each other like yeah. there's only one spot but there's not one spot there's I think so that probably derives from the idea of like men being the subject and women being the object and women existing just to be watched by yeah. the male gaze you know and yeah. Like, and I, I find that really uncomfortable. I, I have to catch yeah. myself sometimes if I see right. another, another woman doing well. And I like for the longest time have disagreed vehemently with the idea that like women are in competition with each other, because what are we even competing for? A man's attention, a job, being physically attractive. It's not like pie. There's not only so much success to go around in the world. And if you succeed and you have a good gig, then I'm not going to succeed. That's not how it works. So there's not like a finite amount of like good things to happen. And yet women are like pitched against each other. And and again, by the system that seems like impossible to to break. And it's hard and it's hard to admit that to yourself as well, because you feel so shite when you get those feelings of like jealousy from like watching and then you're like and you but that's the thing like growing hurts it does hurt to admit because it's so petty it's a very yeah. ugly thing to be like oh she's doing so well like that's yeah. nobody wants to like you said nobody wants nobody to wants to feel that, like no. that. but and i think like, admitting feeling that can help you grow as well and like yeah, being aware like just like being aware and start start to support each other more start to lift like like what you're doing now pauline like i think it's amazing yeah, i think we should exactly do yeah you know, That's more things like this. And then I think, oh, sorry. Because I believe that it's by supporting each other that we make it. Because, you know, like, yeah. let's say that one of us go a little bit up, then we all go up if we, uh, if we help each other. It's not like, 
it's not like if someone goes up we all go down it's like it's just yeah it's a it's a togetherness uh, lift i don't know if you can say that in english but you know what i mean i like yeah actually like i can observe that we live in the same house and we like it's just so interesting that we're not competitive towards each other and it's so helpful we do things faster you know we like we can help each other and complement each other in music and and this event as well is just as you said um yona it's just working perfectly like this is the the, this is the event we need yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but i believe that um i I think at first like when i arrived in london and like so five years ago and people would make it around me i would be like so jealous sort of thing but then i thought about it and you know it doesn't make any sense and it's much better to just create sort of group of people together and that's how it works like and that's how that's really how it works if you look at ezra collective they were a bunch of friends and they made it together like as as people um yeah we each have skills, so we should help each other on whatever different um, areas. And honestly, and that's how it works in the end. Who wants to stand on the top of the mountain completely by themselves anyways? Like, that's not fun. You want to share the joy with other people yeah. and inspire each other. Like, yeah, I think this was the case this year, yeah? They were clim- climbing together to the yeah. top mm. of the mountain, right? It was so beautiful. Yeah. And they were uh, holding each other's hands and singing. And they made it together at the top. And they are all listed. Like It was K2. How, how is this? I, I don't remember how is it called. This mountain, uh, actually, that people um, were climbing on this year. I have no made idea. Like oh, there was a literal mountain. <laughs> Which one? I, I, I thought we were talking about a metaphor, but you mean there's a literal mountain. Yeah, there, there was a literal something like that happened this year. Oh. So... Mm-hmm. 10 people around 10 people were climbing together holding hands and singing and they made yeah. it all together at the top <laughs> yeah i love that search in the internet they're all listed together that they like not as one person it's just all of them that's, that's so nice that's so beautiful that's the goal. like we should do that metaphorically and in yeah <laughs> with music um <laughs> beautiful mountain metaphor that was actually not a metaphor i'm gonna close the topic um thank you so much for tuning in girls like uh, i wish we could have done that around a table yeah me too soon and tapas but well we had oh well anastasia is here for the end amazing hey back i'm so sorry (laughs) i'm trying from another phone now like i literally do not have a functioning laptop so it's a mess but i have my sister's phone so now you can see my very tired face and better quality (laughs) sorry about that i'm 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 very sorry but we so we did the topic for um without you good all good but, uh, funnily enough we were talking about how we should all like lift each other and then we just kicked you out of the room <laughs> but we didn't so <laughs> like we fine. can do this I'm together to that. Uh, no, no as a woman in a music industry i'm used to that <laughs> i'm joking hey we're here and we support you in your music I know. And, and if I we know. were able to sit down at the table we wouldn't we, we would have i know, know. <laughs> we wouldn't have kicked you out but, uh, yeah obviously i mean you can try <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> difficult with me at least pauline let you in at the end yeah yeah exactly <laughs> that's great thank you
as this is going to be fucking, 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 fucking hard. Yes. So thank you so much, girls, for coming into this beautiful Zoom. Uh, even though there were some technical technological issues, it was great to talk with you. And um, so don't forget, uh, our single with Zebra is getting released on the 16th of April, right? Putting, yes. putting it in my calendar. Putting it in the calendar. Oh my. Bye. Bye. <laughs>